singing. How about that short guy on the end? He's marvellous. Go to the base, I reckon. All right. Please take your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. 10.28. Promise, have you out before 12. Okay. Two people have asked me to keep short this morning. I don't know if I can do that, but Lord will give us what we need. Um, we're going to read one verse this morning. Um, Brother uh, Glenn read for us from 19 to 33. We're going to register read verse 33 of Matthew 6 is where I'll be spending or we're launching from this morning. It's, this morning's message is a, is a well-known passage. Uh, I know you've heard it, you've um, memorised it and you've probably heard it preached many times, but it's something that, that I've been thinking about this last week. Verse 33 of Matthew 6 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask the Lord to help us, and then we'll get into uh, some thoughts this morning. Heavenly Father, do thank you so much for uh, people that are here this morning. Lord, um, you've allowed me to be here for this time, and you've allowed each one that's listening to be here to hear the word of God I pray that as we look through some verses, as we, as we contemplate some thoughts, may we be challenged to uh, seek you, Lord, with all our heart and seek you first. Please just bless this morning. Uh, just give me what I need to say and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. When you look back uh, in Matthew 5, and as we, uh, if you were to read through the verses leading up to this, this passage, Jesus has been, has been teaching from the Sermon on the Mount and if you go through your Bible, there are many different topics that Jesus touches and teaches. When you get through to Matthew chapter 6, he um, starts talking about, about, about some giving. He talks about prayer. He talks about fasting. He talks about uh, laying up our treasures in heaven. And then as, as we kind of get to verse 19 in our text passage, he starts talking about that idea of treasures, treasures in heaven. And he kind of indicates that thought about uh, I guess more where our focus is and it deals with a little bit about money and so forth, about laying up our treasures uh, in heaven and not here on the earth, um, not having more than one master. Verse 24 talks about um, no man can serve two masters, either he will love the one and hate the other, hold the one hate the, and despise the other and he makes a statement you cannot serve God and mammon. Okay, verse, verse 22 also indicates this thought, it talks about the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, one single focus, the whole body shall be full of light. But if it, but if it, if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Verse 22 indicates a singleness, a one focus. Talks about can't serve God and, and, and mammon. There's a duality. Um, lay not up for yourself treasures here on earth, but in heaven, you can't have both. You can't have God and money. There needs to be a singleness in focus if we're going to serve the Lord. And that's where, that's where I want to draw our attention through this morning when Jesus talks about, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. There needs to be a, a singularity of our focus in our Christian life to live effectively for the Lord Jesus Christ. When we talk about these in, in the verses just before verse 33, it, it talks about not taking any thought for what we're going to eat what we're going to drink, what we're going to put on. It seems to be a natural focus for us day to day to try and work out how we're going to live, how we're going to provide for our families. And, and there's nothing wrong with 
with us living a life that is, uh, that, that is good for our families, and we should do that. But when our focus is totally on that and we leave our focus off of the law, that's when that becomes a problem, right? And Jesus kind of says, don't worry about all your focus on yourself. Put your focus on me and I'll take care of the rest. And that's what I want to have a look at this morning. So we're going to have, there's a four-point uh, thoughts this morning and it's all out of verse 33. The first thing that I want to mention this morning about verse 33 is there is a principle involved here. There's definitely a principle that Jesus brings out. He says, seek, but seek. When you think about all these other things, how am I going to live, how am I going to eat, how am I going to supply for my family, how am I going to, what am I going to wear, how am I going to live in this life, don't focus on that, but seek. There's a principle that we each need to be involved in. Seeking is a very personal thing. And you'll find whatever you find important in life is where you'll spend your seeking. I want to have a look at some verses this morning. I've got several. So if you feel like turning them as we go, I've got them typed out. So I'm going to read them just to save a little bit of time. But in Luke chapter 15, verse 8 and 9, the Bible says, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. If you had some money and it was, it was important if you'd have this money to, uh, um, to pay your bills and your wife said, listen, I've lost $100 out of the shopping money. Well, ladies, don't lose the shopping money, right? Us men, we need to eat. But I guarantee you, if that was important to you, you will spend some time seeking for that money because it's important. If it was five cents or 10 cents, you probably wouldn't bother searching the whole house for that small amount. But if it's significant enough in your life, it's a personal thing for you. You're going to spend some time seeking for it. And I want to ask you, is the Lord important enough in your life? Is it, is it something um, that uh, is the Lord so personal to you that, that you want to seek for him? Or do we spend our time seeking for the things that really matter to us, that our heart reveals, our entertainment or our wealth gain or our prestige or our standing in, in the community. The personal things in, in, in life is really what we seek after. If you lose money, if you lose this or lose that, you will seek. Most of us will, but when it comes to money, most of us don't want to lose $100 or more. Um, I lost some banking once at work. I, I'd, I'd, um, I'd relieved in a shop when I was working for Mr Minute and I had some money in, I had the banking money in my pocket in, in, a, in a plastic coin bag and I got to the bank and went where's the money and I have no idea where it went I searched followed my tracks back and the money was gone and uh, no idea but I sought for it and I think um, whatever's important to you you will spend time seeking for that thing it's a personal thing something else I think about seeking is seeking if you're going to seek for something it does take some preparation and in the Old Testament in Ezra in the book of Ezra Ezra 7.10 says for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel's statutes and judgment. Ezra saw the, the necessity, if he's going to seek the Lord or seek something, there needs to be some preparation. If you're going to plan a holiday or if you're going to have a holiday, if you set two weeks to go somewhere and you've got a family and you come to the day you're going to leave and your kid says, okay, Dad, where are we going? And you go, I oh, know. I thought we'd just uh, get in the car and drive and see what happens. Most kids are going to go, Dad, 
You've had time to prepare for this. If it's important for you, um, you'll plan it out. And some of us plan maybe more detail than others. Some decide we're just going to uh, we're going to go to New South Wales. And I know everybody would want to visit New South Wales on the holidays because it's a wonderful place. It's it's full of great football teams. And it's all that sort of thing. But if 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 you plan things, it's important to you, and you'll make time to plan. Do you plan to seek the Lord? Do you make some preparations to seek the Lord? Or do you just live your life like the majority of Christians who just, just get up and they do their, their things each day and if, it, if they get time, they might read their Bible, they, they might think fleetingly about God from time to time, which for, for the majority of Christians, that seems to be the truth. And it can be for me, it can be for you. But do you plan, do you make preparations to seek the Lord? I'm, I'm really trying to to make some time just to start my day with just committing things to God and saying, God, I've got this to do, I've got that to do. I want to try and make some preparations. Now, I'm not great at it. I'm not not maybe as thorough as others maybe here. But I've really been challenged about when I get started in in the day to really seek God. God, I've got this to do. I need some help in it. God, I've got these things that I need to accomplish. Can you help me in this? And make some preparations to seek the Lord. Is seeking a personal thing viewed? Will you take some time in, in our preparation? Our seeking should also be purposeful. All right, our seeking should be purposeful. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, it says, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. When you seek God, do you, uh, as, as I kind of mentioned before, is it just a fleeting thing? Or do you have a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of purpose with how you seek? We need to have the right attitude when it comes to serving the Lord. We need to seek the Lord with all our heart and with our soul. If your seeking is just trying to find an answer to something, trying to find a verse that'll, that will give you the right answer, it's probably not seeking with all your heart. There needs to be a, a, a time where you reflect and you allow God to speak and you, and, and, and you take the time to allow God to work. If you're seeking him, do it with all your heart. Did you know that seeking can be prosperous? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If you seek the Lord, I believe the Lord will honour you in answering what you're seeking. If you're seeking for that $100 bill, you're going to keep going until you find it. When we seek the Lord with that same intensity, with that same purpose, with that same preparation, with that same, God, I really want to know you. I really want to hear from you. I really need your help in this thing. If you you seek, you'll find. God will give you what you need. But I think for the majority of us, we we just don't seem to... Spend the time seeking. So there's definitely a principle there. Ultimately, it has to be you that seeks. I can't seek for you. Young people, your parents can't seek for you. You have to seek for for yourself. Mums and dads, you need to seek for you. It's a very personal thing. And ultimately, if you don't get or you don't have what you're looking for, you can't blame anybody else. Because God is very clear that Our seeking is a personal thing. 
It's you that has to do it. And I want to offer this challenge first thing this morning. Are you seeking the Lord? Are you seeking him for your everyday living? Are you making him um, the main focus of your life? So there is a principle we are supposed to seek. When it comes to our everyday living, there is a principle, and that's seeking. But secondly, there is also a priority. The Bible says, but seek ye first. This is a tough one. Some of us are willing to seek, but are we willing to seek God first? I think we're willing to seek God maybe at the end of the night, just before we go to bed and we want to do our duty of maybe prayer or reading if if that's when you read your Bible or we may want to uh, do certain things after we've done everything that pleases us, after we've spent time uh, doing our entertainment, after we've spent uh, some time in, in our relaxation, after we've spent some time in our trying to build our career, after we've spent some time doing our sport or our education or whatever it is, It's then, and if there's time, then maybe I'll seek the Lord because I know it's the right thing to do. But the Bible's very clear, but seek ye first. The seeking of the Lord needs to come above certain things. It needs to to come above our finances. When it comes to money, it's really hard for some Christians, for, I'd say for the majority of Christians, it's hard to come above our finances. Luke 18, verse 22 Jesus makes a statement. When Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Some people get caught up in finances. Remember our verse a, a little bit earlier, you can't serve God and mammon, you can't serve God and money. Finances, when it comes to money things, For a lot of Christians, it's hard to let that go, to allow God to have complete control over finances. Um, We we have a certain amount of living. We live at a certain level, and everyone's different. Some people have more bills than others. Some some live in a uh, uh, have or they need more money to uh, to meet their current requirements of living. Some have less. Some have one job. Some have two jobs, and we normally work very hard to make sure that that comfortableness of living is met. And there's nothing wrong with working hard and, and, and doing the right thing for your family. But sometimes those things, because we need to live a certain level and we spend so much time and so much effort, sometimes those things come first rather than serving God. Above, uh, seeking the Lord needs to come first above our finances. Have you ever had, that, have you ever had those, those times where the things of, of money have kept you away from God. Whether it's, who wants to take the extra shift on Sunday? I'll do it, double time. Right in the middle of church. It's different sometimes when your work just negates that and, and that's a normal thing. It's, I understand that. But when we go to seek that because we see the money and we want to increase our, our level of, of spending or to make it more comfortable then sometimes that can be a problem if we do that regularly. Um, I know I, I've worked on Sunday before, so I'm not, I'm not bagging people if you work on Sunday. But I'm saying when we go to seek 
the things that keep us away from God, from seeking God, that's when the, it can become a problem. Seeking needs to be a priority. It's the first thing that we should have our, on our agenda. It needs to be above our finances. It needs to be above our family and friends. Sometimes pressure from family, unsafe family, can, can try and keep us away from serving the Lord. Our friends, our unsafe friends, young people, your friends may, may want you to maybe to go to the beach on Sunday. We've got a theme park visit on Sunday and you don't want to miss out because uh, we want you in the group. You're the, you're the key person in the group. You may be the most popular person and we need you to come along. And sometimes our young people think if I, if I you know, it, it, it may be okay maybe to miss out on church just once or um, there's a youth group activity and but I want to hang out with my, with my mates and it's okay, I'll be okay. We need to make sure that that's friends and family don't overtake or don't come first from seeking. There's some verses that, um, that talk about that. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, the Bible says, And everyone that hath forsaken house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my, for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. The Bible indicates it's good to forsake those things and put God first. But then also in Luke 14, verse 26, the Bible says, If any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. The Bible talks about there really needs to be a focus on putting God first, seeking God first, and not allowing the external influences of life to take us away. Now, each one of us from time to time have those external influences that will take our time, that will put pressure on us to to adhere to those things because they are an integral part of our everyday living. But God needs to be the focus. You might say, Brother Paul, if I don't take that extra shift, if I don't put my hand every time overtime comes up, I'm going to struggle at home. You might say, Brother Paul, if I don't hang out with my friends, if I don't do what they want, I'm going to lose them as friends. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to have nothing. We're going to see in a minute that there's a, there's a promise involved in putting God first. If you seek God, those things, God knows what you need. God knows where you're at. God knows where you're at financially. God knows where you're at with your friends. God knows where you are socially. God knows where you are within this church. He knows where you sit in this pew. He knows every single thing about your life and yet we just don't seem to trust or seek the one who can help us with all those everyday living. We need to put him first. We need to put him above our future ambitions. You may have some things that you want to achieve in life and they may not be bad things, they may be great things. That's good but seek God first. We can't compromise. There can't be a compromise with this, with this um, particular thing. It needs to be a priority. We can't compromise when it comes to the things of the Lord, when it comes to church. Psalm 27 verse 4 tells us, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. One thing that I will seek after. 
The psalmist is saying there's one thing that I want to really seek out, and that's making sure that I honour God, that I'm in church, that I'm in my place, that I can be at a, a place where I can learn and I can hear and it can help me develop my relationship with God. Young people, there's got to be one thing that you seek after, uh, that's, is that you don't leave God, that you don't leave what you know is true. There are many influences out there that will want to drag you away, but there's got to be no compromise. The world's full of compromise. The world is, is enough compromise. You now, the government compromises on holding, the tr- holding from the truth for not wanting to be offensive. The government will make crazy laws that will stop us, stop humanity just living normally or for the sake of we don't want to offend anyone. Um, I heard someone say just recently that when it comes to racism, um, I can't remember the exact wording, but it indicated that, and please forgive me for using the term black, but it mentioned the person said it's okay if a black person speaks against a white person. It's only racist when a white person speaks against a black person. And I thought, that's just crazy. It's just... The, the government allows these things to develop and they compromise on the truth to not being offensive. The world compromises on the innocence, innocence of our youth for the sake of pleasure. The world compromises and says you can do what you want. You can live how you want. No one can tell you what to do. You live as you please. And often the church will compromise and putting, instead of putting God first, they need to be seen as more modern and relevant. We want to make people feel comfortable and easy in church. We don't want, to, uh, we, we don't want them to leave in, in case they feel convicted or we say something that may offend them. But the Bible offends us all the time if, if we listen to it correctly. It, 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 um, it speaks to us. It confronts us. It always reveals sin. And if, we've, if we have sin and it's revealed, definitely we're going to feel uncomfortable. We need not to compromise that... In, in putting God first. The third thing is in, in Matthew 6.33, seek ye first, then, the, then there's a pattern what we're supposed to seek after. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2, it says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. There needs to be a pattern of what we're supposed to seek after. And that's the, uh, in a nutshell, we're supposed to seek after the things of God in our everyday living. Do you, in your everyday routine, do you seek God? Do you seek God in the things that you do every day? Do you seek God when you're going into a meeting? Do you, young people, when you're at school, do you seek God when you start class? Do you seek God as you're going into a test? as you're speaking with your friends. People at work, do you seek God when, uh, when you're in the lunchroom, when you're about to undertake a task at work? Um, I'm trying my best to, every time that there's a spare moment in my job that when I'm about to go speak to someone, I try and ask God, I need your help. I need you at this point because this is what I'm going to do. Can you please help me in this? We need to make sure that we, that we allow that pattern to become part of our life. And I guarantee you, if you continue to do that pattern regularly, regularly enough, it will revolutionise your day. If you seek God in, in your daily routine, it doesn't have to be long, drawn-out prayers, 
but it can be just, God, I need your help. God, I've got to do this thing. And I guarantee you it will make a change in how your day goes. I've experienced firsthand. Um, it's easy just to do the routines of, day, uh, of the day without seeking God. And sometimes you have wins and sometimes you have losses. Sometimes you get discouraged. Sometimes you have great days. But I've noticed if I just ask God, now it may not go according to how I want it to go, but I know I can handle the situations better because I'm seeking God and trying to put him first. Do I succeed in putting God first? Definitely not always. But I'm really trying of late to say, God, I really need you in this, in this thing today. A pattern in our daily routines. What about in, in our decision-making? Put God at the forefront of our decisions. Would God be pleased in the decision I'm about to make? Those of you that are making big decisions, whether it's changing job, am I going to finance this? Am I going to, uh, am I going to change church? There are people that do that all the time. People consider to change church. People want to change church because something either happened that they didn't like, something was said that they didn't appreciate, I didn't, I didn't receive the, the acceptance I thought I was going to have. People were, I, I, I had a certain expectation of what should happen and it didn't come about. So a lot of people leave church. Have you sought God in these decision makings? God needs to be. Will God be pleased if I do this thing, if I leave, if I, if I take this job, if I, leave, if I move to another place? Will God be pleased? We need to make a pattern of seeking the things of God in our duties. What about those of you who serve in this local church? There are many people who do different things within the church, sometimes on the platform, sometimes out in the cafe, sometimes in the toilet, sometimes in the local school. There are things that we're involved in, but do you seek God in it? Um, I saw, uh, I hope Jason doesn't mind this, but, but I'm going to share on Wednesday night, Jason, uh, you sang late on Wednesday night, didn't you? Wednesday night, Jason was song leading. Now, there's only three songs. It's three simple songs. And for, uh, you could just get up and you could lead those songs and sit down. But um, I noticed Jason had a time where, well, it looked like he was praying. And I, I assume he was praying. And just that, I, I was going to say something, but then I realised he was praying, so I, I didn't worry about it. But it, it, it touched me that somebody was just going to um, lead three songs would actually take the time to do that. So seeking God needs to be part of our ministry. Obviously, when pastor gets up to preach, I'm sure he spends a bit of time praying and seeking God for help. I know I did this morning, asking God that, that there's some things we can look at, but, but I need you, I need you to help me. When you're in the cafe, take some time to seek God. God, I want to be effective. This is a great way that, that we can minister to our church congregation and to visitors if they're invited in and how can I be pleasing? How can I have an attitude that, hey, I want to be here and I want to, I want to help? And I know it takes time after church where I could go home, but I want to have a right attitude. When we're playing in the orchestra, when we're, uh, when we're leading, when we're doing whatever it is, seek God first. Don't just go through a routine of just prayer, but God, I, I really need you in this. And that's a pattern that we need to, to have. What about in our discouragements? Do you seek God when you're discouraged? Or do you stomp off and seek someone to try and tell how you're feeling and how you can gain them on your side? Life's full of disappointments. 
Life is full of discouragements. And it, not, and it often reflects from people. People will discourage us from time to time. People are going to say things, do things that we just don't like. And when we get discouraged, sometimes the last thing we ever want to do is ask God about it and seek God about it. Sometimes we, we, we're feeling fleshly. We're feeling hurt. We're feeling disgruntled. We're feeling uh, dissatisfied or discontent about something. And we need to have that pattern that we seek God even in discouragements. So I want you to think about these things as we've been talking. Is this you? Do you see God as a priority to seek? Are you following the pattern that Jesus said? Let's have a look at the last thing. We're going pretty good. I mean, 25 minutes so far. We're cracking it through. All right. The last thing is there is a promise in, Luke, in Matthew 6.33. Remember, the text of this is considering how we're going to live. But Jesus says, but, don't worry about all those other things, but seek ye first, so seek is the, is the principle, first is the priority, the kingdom of God and his righteousness is the pattern, and the last thing is, and he says, and all these things shall be added unto you. All those things that you're contemplating and worrying about, all those things about how am I going to do this, really, realistically, it, it breaks down to how am I going to live this life? How am I going to get through this week, this month, this year? And Jesus says that there's a promise here. If you seek God first, his kingdom and righteousness, if you, put, if you seek those things which are above, set your affections on heaven, on the things of God, if you do those things, God says the things that you need for life, God will give it to you. Now you might think, well, I need a Ferrari to live. can't live with that one. Doesn't mean God's going to give you a Ferrari. But if you need a vehicle, God will make a way for you to have a vehicle. Could be new, could be old, could be handed down, it could be whatever. But the Bible is, is clear that if we do these things, there is a promise. Aren't you glad that God is there to do that? Aren't you glad that God can provide everything? And there's one thing I do know that God is true. The things he says is true. There's a couple of verses I want to read in, uh, in Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. This, the Bible says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, cannot lie, promised before the world began. It's talking about eternal life there, but the principle is that God can't lie. So if God says something and puts something in place, if you do this, I will do this. We can be assured that this will happen. Because God cannot lie. In Romans 4, verse 19 to 21, the Bible says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that when he had promised, he was able to perform. It's talking about Abraham believing God. And we can believe the same, that when God has promised, we can, we can be fully persuaded that God is well and able to do all that he has promised. We all go through ups and downs in life. We all go through high points where things are going really well. And, it, and from time to time we go through some 
hard times. We go through some low times, whether it be health or finances or whether it be whatever it is, we have ups and we have downs. Have you ever noticed when things are going really well, when you get a bonus in the paycheck that you weren't expecting and you think, man, this is great and there's a little bit more money to spend on your, your wife or your kids or, or whatever it is, or you put it on the mortgage, whatever you're going to do with it, when those good things come, we really enjoy those times. But you know what happens though? When the good things come, when the good times come, often we kind of, there seems to be not a need to seek the Lord anymore because things are there. Things are pretty comfortable. There are things happening and I must be doing something right and, and we seem to ease off when it comes to seeking God. When things are really bad or, or, or we're discouraged or, or, or things are tight financially or things are happening where there are external pressures on our life, Sometimes it's those times we realise we can't do anything else and that's the time we seek to God and we say, God, I've tried everything, I I can't do any more, you need to do something. We seek God. But there needs to be a a complete balance, whether it's high or whether it's low or whether it's in between. Whether it's going up or going down, we need to try and learn to seek the Lord. If we can do that, we can have great assurance that God's going to meet us in every point of life. God gives us Um, that we don't have to worry about the necessities of life. When we can do that, we have freedom from anxiety. Doesn't the Bible say that we can cast all our care upon him, for he careth for you? If we know, believe that God will meet our needs, we don't have to have anxiety. Um, I've been trying to learn that when when things, with my work, some weeks are really great. There's plenteous money. And then some months, it's, it's a little bit less and, it, uh, some bills are tough to meet sometimes and I'm learning to not get anxious over those things. If I believe God can meet my needs, if I believe God can help me, then I just need to trust. I just need to be able to believe and be fully persuaded that God is able to do all things. And I kind of mentioned this already, I've kind of alluded to it, but this, this promise that God is, has said, it is conditional upon our obedience. If you don't seek God, with all your heart, if you neglect him, if you don't want to honour him, if you don't want to make him first in your life, then wouldn't it be true then we shouldn't expect God to supply all our needs? We know he is a loving God and I don't think God would just purposely uh, every day of your life make you suffer because you're not um, seeking, but the principle is there if there there are certain things that God says in the Bible that have conditions on them and this is one of them. If you seek him, he will provide all those things. There are some verses that show that in, in Leviticus 26, verse 3, 4, the verse says, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments, so there's the there's conditions, and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield her fruit. If you do certain things, God will do something. In John chapter 8, verse 31, verse 32 says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed in him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you do what God wants, God will uh, help you in the truth, and the truth will make you free. Romans 11 verse 22 says, Behold, therefore the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. There are certain things that God has promised if we do them, 
we will receive. And I want to encourage you this morning that if you seek first God as a priority and put him first in your life, God has promised all these things that you need for everyday living shall be added unto you. It's a promise that you can claim. It's a promise for everyday living. As Christians, we have a head knowledge of seeking the Lord, but so often it seems to be the last thing that we do. Why is that? Why is it that we don't seem to put God first? As I mentioned before, I know from personal experience, when I seek God first, when I put him first, the decisions of life, no matter how easy or hard they are, usually end up being easier to make and, ha- and I often have greater peace that I can walk in these decisions because I believe God has helped me make them. No matter where you find yourself right now, there's no greater time than to stop and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You know, I'm truly thankful to a loving and long-suffering God who continues to work in each one of us every single day. I've only gone 35 minutes and that's all I've got to say. But I want to encourage you this morning, consider where your focus focus is. If thine eye be single, if you've got a single focus, you'll be full of light. Obviously, if it's in the right right direction. But I encourage you to put God as the focus of your life. Young people, make that decision today. Make some preparations to honour God with your life. And the things that... This is a thought I had before... um, I don't want, I'm not dragging it out, but when we make decisions because of we, we want to have more money, we want to increase ourselves, we, young people, you want to have more friends, you, want to, you, want, you don't want to lose those friends. When you put God first, God will bring you the right kind of friends. Guaranteed. If you honour God, he's not going to just leave you lonely and, and without anything. God will bring you the right sort of friends. If you want to... In, yeah, if you want to increase, I won't say the word wealth, but if you want to provide for your family in a greater way, if you honour God and put him first, God will give you the things that you're desiring because your desires will be in accordance with his will. God will benefit the things that, that you think you need. Again, it, it, it may not be in the way that you think, but it's a promise of God. So don't fear the things that if we, I'm going to miss out if I don't pursue these things. God will always give you what you need, whether it's physically, spiritually, or emotionally. God will provide. All right, we're going to pray. I'll ask Pete to come and sing. We're going to um, sing a, a simple song this morning. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truths we can find in it. It's a simple thought, simple passage, and I just pray that you would use the verses. We, we read many verses this morning. May you use those things to um, encourage Maybe there's some one person that's been challenged or encouraged or blessed. I pray that um, as we sing, uh, Lord, if you're dealing with anyone, help them to, uh, to seek you out this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.